Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And welcome back with episode 3, Smorgasstarter Week. I'm hyped about that. Smorgasstarter. I can't wait to talk about that. I had to look up the pronunciation several times. But um, Smorgasstarter. It's fun to say now. <laughs> Actually, it's Bread Week. Welcome to Bread Week. Also known as... Uh... Okay. This is very interesting. Let's just talk about it right from the beginning. Okay. In the beginning of this episode, they say that two of the bakers are not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Abdul and Rebs. Mm. And it seems like if you're not feeling well in Bake Off, you just get punted over to the next episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is interesting because technically they advance one more week if they're not feeling well. And I'm sure like they're genuinely not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing this as like a strategy move. But Can you do way, it nine times in a row? Right. Well, no, <laughs> did joke about that. So you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we just punted them all the way to the final. The final. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. He also said, just kidding. They'll be back next week. But I was like, how do you know that? No. How do you know that they're going to feel better from whatever they have? Because they already filmed it. They already filmed it at the time that they filmed him saying that? Yeah, they just put him back in front of everybody. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like editing they're like, techniques they're or like everybody but, yeah. but Abdul and Rev's on the set. Yeah. Action. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to me. And I was like, did they have COVID? And they're like, well, after like five or so days, they're fine. <laughs> like, and it was two of them. So I was like, did they get it from each other? So many questions about this. Hmm. Like, Maybe we'll find out. Were they hanging out and then... Mm, let's not start those rumors. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, we, we won't go there. But um, yeah, bread week, usually a very pivotal week mm-hmm. in Bake Off. Like by bread week, this is when the, the real storylines come into play. The real players come into play. And I think this, this, this season it's different. Because bread week usually seems very consequential. That's one of the pivotal episodes of the season to like set the tides for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't think this episode is actually consequential. <laughs> because of the two missing people? And what happens during oh, the episode. Okay, okay. Like usually if you can't miss Bread Week because Bread Week, it's something very important happens. Like star players start to like, you know, make their move. But I think, I don't want to say this, but I think like, if you were to accidentally miss this episode and just like go on to the next episode mm-hmm. or this season, mm-hmm. you won't be really missing much. Hmm. Like if I were to like somehow just like sleep through this week accidentally and then I click play on the next week when it happened. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I, I might have not known that I missed an episode <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just because it's just very interesting circumstances that we found ourselves here on this week of Bake Off. So you're saying the pivotal week is going to be Mexican week. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah, at the end of this episode, they said that next week would be Mexican week. And I was like, okay. Like, we've seen them do, like, Japanese week before. And 
It's interesting. Pretty sure the technical is going to be like a Crunchwrap Supreme. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> hey, me and you were in the U.S. Right. Um, Mexican food and Mexican culture is very much around us. I don't know how much. Like the U.K. pretty far from Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah, relatively yeah. yes. And also, this one time when I was in Europe, when I was traveling there, mm-hmm. I saw, I saw like a. Like what they what they had was like a taco restaurant. Okay. And then when I looked inside, like what they were serving were nothing like tacos at all. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, there's gonna be a churro though, right? Yeah, probably gonna be a churro. Um, I I feel like they're gonna do a thrust lettuce cake next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. I saw them like, I saw them like soaking like bread and like mm, milk. I was mm. like, that looks like a thrust lettuce cake. Mm. But I don't know how familiar the bakers are to be with like mexican culture and mexican food products let's see let's not i don't, I don't want to d- it discount them it. it's just yeah. that like yeah. it's so much a part of like like what i like to eat and like <laughs> things that i enjoy like so you will not have a favorite bake next week <laughs> Is that what you're saying? i don't know because i don't yeah i don't know um how they're gonna get that they might do well they let's might do see. well they might do well it's just like we're so close to like Mexico mm-hmm. and I mean, Mexican culture and restaurants are all around us. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in Europe, like when I was craving Mexican food, it was so hard for me to find like good Mexican food. So I'm, I'm interested in what they do next week. I mean, maybe they'll blow it out of the water and they'll be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, back to this week, yes. which is bread week. <laughs> we're already dismissing yeah, this we're week. Already, like <laughs> we already moved on to the next <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. Um <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's some good stuff, though. There's, a, there's there's some good stuff. The intro. Let's talk about the intro. Mm, Roger no, Crust. brings his friend. <laughs> his friend is Roger Crust. He is uh, pretty much a loaf of bread with a tie on. Mm-hmm. He's shy, and he doesn't want to talk to Matt. Then Matt leaves, mm-hmm. and then he does kind of like a voiceover. And then no Crust, or Roger Crust, introduces the show. It was not... I, I liked it. I mean, it was not very long, but it was funny and it was to the point. And also there was a funny piece of bread dressed up with a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Like Henry. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a callback to your fan favorite it, Henry. Try to bring it back. <laughs> Henry Bird, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was good. Not much people have worn ties since Henry Bird, have they? No. Because that's like his thing now. Like he, he wore a tie every day to bake off. Now anyone that does it will be like... Oh, he's just trying to be Henry Bird. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> he set that precedent. Yeah. We hear from some of the bakers. Janusha's says, it's Paul's favorite week. Good luck to everyone, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Compost Carol says, last week was a fiasco. She's hoping to do better. Maxie says, flavor choices got her star baker last week. Hopefully the judges like her choices this week. Dawn says she's scared stiff about her upcoming bread decision, which will either work or be disastrous. Mm. (laughs) I was like, what is she talking about? What kind of crazy decision is she making with bread? We'll find out very, very soon. (laughs) There are a lot of interesting decisions. Yeah. I feel like so far this season, decision making has played a major role. Yep. Flavors and like hero flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. Very much a theme this season, which we haven't seen in the last couple of seasons. 
It's like the producers got together and said, like, all right, each bank needs a hero flavor because superheroes are so like popular right now. <laughs> we need to catch the like that Marvel Cinematic Universe vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need a Spider-Man of like bread. <laughs> <laughs> so the no introduces the show. And we learn right away that Rebs and Abdul are ill and will not be joining this week, as we talked about. He's very confident they'll be back next week. And they get on with the signature. Shall we start with the signature bake? Let's. For the signature bake, the bakers are tasked with making two sharing-sized pizzas in two hours. I can finally say on this podcast, it's pizza time. <laughs> it's pizza time, guys. The pizza should... <laughs> they say the pizza should make Paul and Prue say, Mamma Mia! Or any other uh, Pierce Brosnan movie. Like, uh, <laughs> they bring in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Hello! I, I can't do the voice. Can you do the voice? Wait, you do it all the time. Hello! <laughs> anyway, shout right. out to Mrs. Doubtfire and Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Great movie, great performance. Hello! Okay, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> We get some notes from Paul and Prue. <laughs> Paul says two hours for pizza is not a lot of time, which I agree with because I we make pizzas all the time at home. And if you're making like the dough from scratch, mm -hmm. two hours really is not a lot of time. Paul says they, be, they should be spending most of that two hours preparing the dough. Prue says if they have too many fillings, it will give problems to the dough and the base. She wants just enough toppings, not too much. Yeah, pizza. I mean, like whenever they do something that's savory, I'm always all about it. And this one is especially cool because it's pizza. I'm like, wow, they're actually just doing pizza. Because I don't know if they've done like flatbreads before, but this is straight up pizza. And I wanted to eat every single bake. <laughs> I wanted to eat everything they baked. This, yeah. Except for maybe some of the technical. Maybe one or but, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this but week, overall, I wanted to eat everything. I wanted to, like, while I was watching this episode, I wanted to, like, hop on and, like, order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, it wouldn't make it here by the time the segment's over. <laughs> like, what pizza delivery place makes it in, like, 20 minutes? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, um, I digress. Let's get into our first baker, which is Carol. Carol is making a pizza exception now which contains Gruyere cheese and Reblichon cheese, as well as pancetta, potato, and then onions. But mostly, there's a lot of cheese. <laughs> which I'm not mad at. Yeah, like you like a cheesy pizza, right? I do. I think when I was growing up, I always watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And the, the pizzas that were on that TV show, the cartoon, they made them look so cheesy and they made them look so good. Mm -hmm. that I think like when I was growing up, my idea of a pizza was like an extra cheesy pizza that was just like spilling out at like the sides and Donatello was just devouring and like each time he would take a bite, the cheese would just like extend from the pizza to his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I would order extra cheese. You're an extra cheese kind of guy? Yeah, when I was a kid. I was too cheap for extra cheese. No. Because for like extra topping, I would just like get meat or something. That's probably a Wait, better. let me ask you, what's your pizza of choice when you would order pizzas? So I have two. I typically would have gotten a salami cheese and black olives. Hmm. That yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like pepperoni and sausage. That's one of the my pepperoni sausage and mushroom. That's one of my main pizzas that I like. Okay. And then the other pizza that I like is a Hawaiian pizza. Oh, I, you do like the yeah, Hawaiian. Yeah, I like 
I like pineapple on pizza. Hmm. I know it's very controversial, but I'm on team pro pineapple. I think we're okay with pineapple. I think it's really refreshing, especially when you have like a very meaty pizza, like the other pizza that I get, which is the pepperoni, sausage, and mushroom. Yeah. If I eat one slice of that, then I switch over to a Hawaiian. They don't actually say Hawaiian in the episode. They say pineapple and ham. We we in the U.S. we know that as a Hawaiian pizza, right? Right. Right. I'm like, oh, they're not saying Hawaiian pizza. Probably doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Have you been to Hawaii? Yeah, I have been. Have you had Hawaiian pizza over there? They just call it pizza. Right. (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. That's true. I, I got to find out the origins of the term Hawaiian pizza. Maybe Spam and pineapple. Yeah, they really love Spam in Hawaii. <laughs> when I'm in Hawaii, I love to eat Spam, Spam masubi, all that. But interesting. I was like, they're, yeah, they're just they're saying ham and pineapple. They're not saying Hawaiian. But I mean, if you think pineapple is controversial, wait till we talk about what Shabira puts on her pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Anyway, back to Carol. Okay. <laughs> um, during judging, the judges say that there's too much cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's spewing out all over the place. And the cheese also affects the base. The base looks very soggy. And they say that that's not what you would want. They want like a more crunchy base. Mm-hmm. After they bite into it, they say the flavors are beautiful. However, Prue says you made one mistake, which is too much of a good thing. So kind of a mixed judging for Carol here, but I think more on the bad side just because she put way too much cheese on that pizza. Based on the look of it, I mean, maybe the crust was soggy, but based on the look of it, I would have been okay with it. I would have been okay with it too. <laughs> and that's, that might be a pizza that you, not, like, you don't really hold it. That's a pizza that you eat with a fork and knife on a plate. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. I also like deep dish. Deep dish is good. Wait, but, are you a deep dish or are you like a like a thin? I like thin crust. like thin crust. Yeah. I like both. Yeah. I just like pizza. It's pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Carol. All right. Up next, we have Don. Don is making Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex comes from the combination of Texan and Mexican. She's, she's preparing she's warming for next up. week. <laughs> she's warming up. <laughs> Her pizza will be topped with mozzarella and fresh chilies. And for that added Tex-Mex appeal, she'll garnish with sour cream and guacamole. So she's using stewing meat, <laughs> which is an inter- interesting choice. Yeah. She's cutting it into small pieces in the hopes that she can get it tender in time because typically you would cook it for a very long time. I think this, this is what she was talking about in the intro, her, her gamble. Right. And she did mention that she's had them twice at home, that this, they've made sharing pizzas, and two of them didn't share. So they just ate the whole thing. <laughs> Later, when she is about to get her pizza together, though, she does say that the beef is chewy. So yeah. it did not tenderize the way she thought it was going to. Interesting. So during judging, we hear from Paul 99% of the time, and then Prue's going to say one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul says that, that she could have added a bit more water to her dough to allow a bit more fluffiness to it. It was really thin, and it was. It was, like, super thin. There was yeah. no rise. And then he said it was surprisingly bland. Yeah. Which was interesting. Which is very much, there's no hero flavors on this narrative. Yeah. Then he says that beef mints, which I had to kind of look up because I wasn't sure, but it's, I guess it's not the same as ground beef. Like we typically have ground beef, uh-huh. which is emulsified meat and fat. But beef mints is skeletal mus- muscle that is chopped finely. 
Okay. So he says it would have been better than that stewing meat. Mm. Um, and it would have given her more of a punch, which I've never heard of like beef giving something a punch. Yeah. But anyway, he says th- that he thinks she chose the wrong meat. And then Prue said, the chili is strong. <laughs> <laughs> so Very insightful take what, take stuff from Prue here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next we have James. James and me are pretty much the same person because James, it's, James's pizza is called It Does Belong. <laughs> and he's referring to pineapple. <laughs> this pizza has ham, mushroom, and pineapple on it. And he also makes an interesting choice is that he uses strong bread flour with 14% espelt flavor, which Paul's like, 14%? He's like, yeah, 14 And Paul looks at him very, very suspiciously. <laughs> So yeah, James kind of questions himself, but he says, you know what? It gives good to the dough a good nutty flavor. So he's just going to continue on with doing it. During judging, the judges say the base does look good. So maybe the S belt came out okay. However, the way he shaped his pizzas, they say the shapes are awful because they weren't identical. They weren't really circular. And they weren't like hearts or anything. They were just oddly shaped. <laughs> they thought they kind of looked like hearts. They looked rustic to me. It's like a rustic pizza. Which I, means and that I think that's okay. Yeah, but right. apparently the judges didn't like it because they weren't. Maybe two, if they were identical. Two identical rustic yeah. pizzas. <laughs> Prue did say that James was successful at making an upscale version of ham and pineapple pizza. Paul says overall he likes it. It's a little bit too dry. A little more tomato could have helped that, but overall pretty good on James. I, I liked his. Yeah. James is a wild card for me this season. Like, I feel like he's going to improve over time. Yeah, he might be uh, like a Chiggs or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, up next we have Yanush. Yanush is making a full English breakfast pizza. <laughs> and we... <laughs> and this we, guy. <laughs> this guy. He's. Uh, we'll talk more about him. No. <laughs> okay. So we learned that he's making his own tomato sauce from scratch in, instead of using passata, which is uncooked tomato puree, which uh-huh. is good. So his pizza is going to feature black pudding, sausage, bacon, mushroom, and baked beans, to which Prue did not really like to hear this. Nope. And he's also adding cheddar and mozzarella cheese. And then in the middle, he'll have a cracked egg on there that he's going to add a few minutes before he removes it from the oven. The egg looked cool, though. I got to say, like, as a design choice, that egg looked... It made the pizza look really interesting. The whole thing looked so good. Yeah. Uh, he was talking with Matt, and he said, this is a Sunday breakfast when you've gone out on a Saturday. And then they talk about a few clubs over there, clubs and bars. <laughs> yeah. So during judging, Paul said that he thinks that it's slightly overdone the base. It's very dark. However, the egg is still runny, which is always a good thing. There's so much in there. <laughs> yep. He said, weirdly, he's not getting huge amounts of flavor from it, which I don't know how it's possible. Yeah, maybe he needs more salt or something. I think they all ate this after they ate Shabira's pizza. <laughs> that's my guess. That's my guess. <laughs> Again, he says it needs to be a bit more punchy. Prue says that she loves the pizza parlor table, so it was presented on Red, red Gingham. His presentation throughout the the episode is pretty good. Yeah, and she did say that the crust is lovely and thin. Hmm. So yeah, I thought they looked really good. I mean it. It was well put together. They both looked really good. Yeah. What I like about Yanush is that, like, skill-wise, like, textures, normally really good. Mm-hmm. Presentation, normally one of the best. 
when it comes to flavor choice, he really goes for it. He does. He goes for it. In a good way, though. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out for him, and sometimes it does. But I, he's he's always interesting, which is makes him one to watch. Yep. Next, we have Kevin. Kevin is making a now bring us some figgy pizza, which has figs on it. <laughs> like cut up figs. This pizza also contains sweet chili jam, balsamic glaze, and halloumi. During judging, they say his pizza is very pretty with the figs on it. They like the base and the color. They were, overall, the color looks very good. They said the dough looks a little bit dead. It was a little bit soggy. Mm. However, when they bite into the pizza, they said the chili works well with the balsamic. And it can, they could taste it throughout. However, the fig may be too sweet. So he's one of the bakers that comes closest to actually making a sweet pizza just because of the fig. Mm-hmm. But overall, well done. So a little bit of a mixed judging here. Everything was good. Was for maybe too much fig, too much sweetness. Yeah. He's, he's, I'm going to keep my eye on him. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm unsure on him. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have Maxie. She's making a sweet rosemary lamb pizza. She's drawn inspiration from her favorite roast. Mm-hmm. She'll be topping her pizza with lamb and flavoring the dough with rosemary. She talks with Noel about being star baker, and uh, Noel is wearing a really cool sweater with stars on it. She's, yeah. He says it's a tribute for her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's saying she's hoping to live up to the expectations the judge have of her now. So I think she's feeling some pressure. At least she's, she's definitely she's feeling vocalizing pressure. it, right? Yep. During judging, Paul says that it's quite a thick base. The lamb is quite rich. She has a great blend of seasoning, and it's delicious. The only <laughs> issue for him is that that base is too thick. It does need to be a bit thinner. Mm. <clears throat> it did so, look pretty thick. It did. Yeah. So Prue says it's a little bit more like an American pizza, or as we like to call it, pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but the flavor is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Because there was lamb on the pizza. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next we have Sandro. Sandro is making a sweet and spicy pizza. <laughs> he says it's American barbecue inspired. Sandro also includes <laughs> pineapples on his pizza, which sounds delicious to me. I think the pineapple and the barbecue sauce that he uses on it, that sounds like a good combination. It's like sweet but savory. He also uses chorizo. So maybe he also is getting in preparation for Mexico week. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Tex-Mex Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Sandro does one technique that I really enjoy is that he he stuffs his crust. He makes yes. a stuffed crust pizza. Yes. He stuffs the crust with camembert cheese and honey, which sounds very delicious. Mm. And as a kid growing up, if there was a stuffed crust option, like Pizza Hut, I'm like, give me that stuffed crust. <laughs> <laughs> pizza Hut used to have like an ad campaign for stuffed crust where like yeah. you're supposed to take the pizza slice and you eat it backwards. Yes. Yeah. Which is very cool, but a little bit messy. What is your favorite crust stuffing I'm pretty basic. I like mozzarella. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you? I've seen hot dog before. Hot dog in mm. the crust of a pizza? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. What about a Thanksgiving Thanksgiving pizza? Like you stuff it with stuffing and then you put turkey turkey on your pizza uh, with gravy. I don't know. Cranberry? <laughs> yeah. I Try guess it. that could be good. If I win if I win fantasy. If I win Fantasy Bake Off, I'm going to ask you to make me a Thanksgiving pizza with stuffing in the crust and turkey gravy and cranberry on the pizza. Done. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) And if I win Bake Off, Fantasy Bake Off, I'm going to ask you to do the same thing for me. 
I'm gonna <laughs> I was just gonna buy you an American pizza. <laughs> we just call it pizza. Here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, barbecue Hawaiian pizza sounds very good. Sandra also makes this pizza heart shapes. He's like, I'm gonna add a little bit of extra love to it, which which kind of does pay off. Because when the judges first see his pizza, they're like, that looks very inviting. <laughs> his pizza looks inviting. Because of the heart shape? Yeah. His were his were kind of rustic, too. Yeah, but they like this rustic. Okay. Because so, it was in the shape of a heart. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's also a funny moment when he's like, he's kneading his dough. And he's, I guess he's doing it in a weird way, but it looks very effective to me. Paul's like, where'd you learn that? And Sanjay's like, I learned it from your book. And Paul's like, no book of mine taught you how to knead like that. <laughs> oh, so four of them were kneading it the same way. Yeah. Which was like a crisscross pattern with both hands. Yeah, which is not normal. And I, I looked up a YouTube of Paul kneading dough. I mean, maybe he uses many techniques. Yeah. But he uses one hand. Basically, the other hand is barely on it. And he rolls it slightly forward and he turns it over. And it... You can, one hand and you can definitely tell he's done this a bajillion times like yeah. he, he could do it in his sleep you could tell he can do it in he's his like sleep. playing on his phone he, yeah <laughs> yeah he's, yeah he's playing words with friends in one hand and needing yeah. the other yeah so. actually i don't think paul plays words with friends what kind of because he I, has no friends no oh. I, just, I just don't think he's just playing words i don't think he has a big vocabulary <laughs> what i'm just kidding what what kind of phone game would paul play uh, Angry Bird, Clash of Clans. <laughs> I don't know what Paul plays. <laughs> Cooking Mama? No, he would not. He he seems really into cars, right? He'd probably play some kind of weird racing game or something. Mm-hmm. What was that one game where you where you have to get the bird through the thing? Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. Yeah, Paul probably plays Flappy Bird. Yeah, that. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> During judging, yep, the judges agree that his pizza looks great. Because it's in the shape of hearts. <laughs> However, they say it is a little messy because there's a lot of stuff on it. When they actually bite into the pizza, they say the barbecue flavors inside and the camemberts run together very nicely. However, it feels like there's two different um, flavors going on and they're separate. So they're not, the flavors aren't like blending together. I guess you eat the pizza and then you eat the camembert like stuffed crust at the end. Mm-hmm. And it feels like two different things that you're eating. But I mean, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I can't be mad at that. Yeah. But it's Paul is very impressed with this pizza. And at the end, he says, well done. And I can kind of feel Sancho thinking he might get a handshake out of this at some point. But he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he's very he's very in love with this pizza. And then I can see Sancho just, yeah, Paul. But yeah, he doesn't actually get a handshake, which he kind of remarks on later, too. He was close. It felt like he was close. Do you, yeah. Do you think you can influence Paul to give you a handshake by saying "Yeah, Paul"? <laughs> like, is that no? A, oh, okay. Probably not. Oh. He seems like he's very spare at the moment. Yeah. When he gives a handshake, he's thinking about it very hard. You could see him thinking about it. He's very quiet normally, mm-hmm. and he just puts it out. There's like a like an internal deliberation amongst himself. Like, should I give it to him or should I not? <laughs> <laughs> you could kind of see him going through like a whole process. Okay. Yeah, that's Sandro. Pretty good here. Yeah, pretty good. A little messy, but good. All right, brace yourselves. Up next is Shabira. She's making Malaysian prawn sambal pizza. (laughs) My favorite, my favorite baker right now. All right. So she started with a beetroot dough, but it didn't work out. So she had to do another one. And Uh it cost her 20 minutes. 
Yep. So she's already, as you alluded to, the time that they gave, two hours is not a lot of time, and she lost 20 minutes. Yeah, that's rough. So her sambal pizza will be topped with prawns, anchovies, and the Southeast Asian specialty, the stinky bean. So apparently it usually stinks when you have a wee. It's similar to asparagus. It has those amino acids in it. Mm. So if you've eaten asparagus and gone to the bathroom, welcome to the stinky bean. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look up what sambal paste is. It's typically made of a mixture of a variety of chili peppers with some secondary ingredients such as shrimp paste, garlic, and ginger. So this, this is very flavorful. This has got a punch in it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> punching you like five times yeah. <laughs> in the mouth. This is the whole hall of justice. Sambal is yeah. delicious. If you ever go to Thailand, they use it in a lot of dishes. I love it. So Noel says you're feeding Paul Hollywood something that's going to make his wee-wee smell. And then Shabira says, yeah, that's how you mark your territory. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a scene where she opens up her oven and this like huge amount of steam comes over and she's <laughs> wafing it around. And it, it looks like it went all the way over Macy's bench and yeah. then into James's bench. Yeah. Like, I mean, this thing cleared everywhere. And James was like, OMG. But I was wondering, like, was it the steam or could it have been the smell? Or maybe it was both. It was just like a cloud of sandball yeah. traveling around the tent, yeah. <laughs> hitting bakers in the face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that thing filled the tent. Shavira's amazing. Yeah. All right. During judging, Paul says that it looks great. He likes the walls she was able to build. In regards to the crust, right? Around mm -hmm. the edge. Yeah. And, and likes how she kept it all inside. It looks very neat. There's a good base on it. It's crispy. Okay. Prue says she doesn't get all of the flavors except the chili. And then Paul says it's slightly overwhelmed by the chili, but nevertheless, it has great structure inside. Mm -hmm. Well done. So it seems like there's been a chili uh, overtaking this round a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then for like Sandro... Barbecue overtook. And one of the other pizzas, I think the cheese overtook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. I mean, it's a pizza. Uh, we hear from some of the bakers at the end of the signature. Carol says, who doesn't like too much topping on their pizza? Usually it's not enough topping. I agree, Carol. <laughs> Don says, bad. That was bad. <laughs> and Sandro says, I didn't get a handshake, but I think I was almost there. Maybe with a little bit more suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that. Uh, and then we're on to the technical. Let's do it. All right. Up next, we have the technical. This week, it's set by the priest of yeast, Paul. <laughs> Paul tells us that you have to be fast and accurate with this recipe. They have to make one dozen identical pan o raisins. Yep. Which are snails. Yeah, they look like the, the raisins, and they all are like Danish. Thing. It's like, like a croissant, right? Yeah. But flat. Yep. Like a flat snail shape with raisins. All right. They must be evenly filled with raisins with a smooth creme pat. Each pan of raisins should have a crispy, flaky, laminated dough and should be rolled into a perfect swirl, which keeps its shape. Paul has specifically said he doesn't want any tails on it. They were very specific about that. Yes. This is interesting. It's like a pet peeve of his or something. Yes, they have two hours, 45 minutes to complete this. That's a lot of time for a technical. It's more than two pizzas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, Prue says, it's not bread. <laughs> Which is interesting for bread week. Right. But Paul explains it's basically an enriched dough with butter folded through it. They've got to make the dough, knock the butter, place on the two-thirds of the dough, fold it over. 
expose bit, fold it up, and then that's just one turn, and they have to repeat that, mm-hmm. right? They roll it out a bit more. They have to pop it in the fridge or all the butter pours out, and then it gets dry as a bone, which we do see. Yeah. And again, they did mention the tails. So as they roll it up, they're left with a little bit at the end, and if it's not proved enough, it'll pop out, and it's called a tail, and they don't want that. No tails. Yep. All right, I'm going to cover the bottom three of the technical. In last place, we have Compost Carol. They say that they say that hers were too square because it's supposed to be around like a circle, mm. but hers were square. Rustic. Rustic. Heart-shaped. <laughs> and they also say that, and she did do this, was that she put too many on a tray mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. she was baking it. So that the edges kind of touched sides and like you could tell that they were packed together. Yeah. I was like, Carol, just use two trays. Right. Why don't you just use two trays? <laughs> Choices. She, she just packed everything into one tray and like it affected the structure of it. They also say the butter ran out, which, you know, they kind of talked about in the beginning. They don't want that. Mm-hmm. There was also too much icing and also they were underbaked. So yeah, not looking good for Carol in this technical. Too much cheese, too much icing. <laughs> yeah. Next, we have Kevin in seventh place. They say his uh, bakes were very flat and the, also the butter ran out. So that's like a consistent thing that goes wrong. After they bite into it, they say the flavors are right. However, the dough is very doughy and it is underproved. So yeah, not, not so good for Kevin in second to last place. Mm-hmm. And then in sixth place, we have Don. <laughs> when they're kind of looking at Don's, Paul, like he singles out a couple, he said, I would buy these ones at the shop and I would stay away from these. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not not very consistent there. Yeah. They say the flavors are okay, but they're very irregular. There's yeah, no, they're mostly identical and they're not identical. Mm-hmm. So that's the bottom three of the technical. All right. I'll cover the top three, but really quickly. In fifth place was Shabira. Yep. And then in fourth place was Sandro. Mm-hmm. So in third place, we have James. So up front, he said it's quite a challenging one, he admits. Proof said that they're definitely, spring it's well risen, and there's too much icing. Yep. Paul says everyone's got a tail. There's lots of butter, but it's dry on the bottom. Oh, he lost a bit of butter, but yeah. it's and it's dry on the bottom. However, the flavor is quite nice, but the tails are a little bit ugly. And at the end, he says it's beautiful color, great flake, great flavor. But yeah, his all had a huge tail at the end. Yeah, I was like, oh, when he was... When he came out with his, I was like, there's tails all over the place, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too many tails. And but they did look weird with that on there. Considering how many tails there were, that he got third place was actually pretty good for him. Yeah, yeah. that just tells us how bad everybody else was. <laughs> these were a lot these more were, difficult to make than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In second place was Maxie. Up front, she had said that she has an idea of what they're making, which is always a good sign in the mm-hmm. technical so far. Prue said that she would feel cheated if she got this one, and it looked like she was pointing at one that was small. So <laughs> she had some size and inconsistency, inconsistency issues. However, she said it tastes really nice. There's lovely flavor, lots of orange. Paul said that he likes the look of them and that the lamination is all right. At the end, Prue says that they tasted lovely. They're very nice and tall. One of two of them could have been a little bit bigger. Hmm. That leaves in first place, Yanush. Yanush is raising the roof. That's right. Raising. <laughs> Prue says that they're nice and golden, very good. Paul says that he likes the look of them, high, quite wide, no tails. There's a, there is a flake and there's good flavor. So Yanush is on a roll here. Yeah, a raisin roll. At the end, we hear <laughs> Yanush say that he cannot believe he got first in the technical on the bread week because bread is 
wow, it has a mind of its own. Maxie says that she was so worried about her little buns, but they got her stuck in place, so she's proud of them. Carol said that, that she's a little bit of disappointment, but it was her fault. And she mm. was chuckling while she said that. Oh. And then Kevin said, that went better than he thought. Second, <laughs> second to last rather than last. I like his optimism. Yeah. Yep. T- technically, he did even better than that, considering he did also beat Abdul and Rebs. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready for the showstopper? Let's do it. For the showstopper at Bread Week, the bakers were asked to create their own interpretation of a Swedish celebration cake, which is the smorgasdata. It is sliced bread topped with exquisite decorations. They get four and a half hours. <laughs> and then at one point, James is like, I think they made up this challenge. <laughs> James is like, I don't think this, this actually exists. I think the judges made it up. <laughs> Have you heard of it before? No, I think I've seen it once or twice and I thought it was it looked super interesting to me. But after like what they were doing on the show, I looked it up online and I looked at different ones. Yeah. It looks cool. I would I'd want to try like a slice of a smorgasbord. I would prefer this over cake. Yeah, cuz it's savory. Yeah, like yeah. Like at my wedding, I would rather have this. Okay. There, noted. <laughs> yeah? Okay. So if I win <laughs> if if I win fantasy bake off <laughs> for <What>? my wedding, <laughs> I would like you to create a smorgasbord for me. Okay, easy. I'll, I'll make one. Um, what kind of fillings do you like? Pizza? Uh, well, let's. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the fillings that we're gonna get. Yeah. Through, uh, we get a lot of interesting fillings, and uh, we get some notes from Paul and Prue. Prue says smorgas is Swedish for sandwich, and tarta is Swedish for cake. Hmm. Essentially, this is a sandwich cake, <laughs> which is better than cake. Well, that's according to us. Yeah. The judges say you've got bread layers with savory fillings. If the fillings are too wet, it will be a soggy mess. They must be perfect. And it must also look like a cake. However, it tastes like a sandwich. <laughs> so very much sandwich cake. Question for you. Yeah. In Sweden on Netflix, is there a show called Is It Smorgastarda? <laughs> I hope there is. Because that would be great. It, is it Smorgastarta? Let's cut into it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? It's not a Smorgastarta. <laughs> oh, man. I could totally like see Mikey Day saying that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That show's so good. We should we should have covered the next season of that show. We can do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> we'll, nail, we'll nail it. First up, we have Carol. Carol's making a something fishy Smorgastarta. She says when she went to Sweden, the supermarkets were all filled with fish. So she's going to kind of represent that with her smorgasbord. When she, This is interesting. While she's preparing her dough, Paul tells her that her dough is too dry because she didn't use enough water. And then she adds more water. Paul directly influenced. That's, I know. <laughs> I was going to bring this up also. I mean, I am Team Carol, but... Normally, the judges don't really yeah. interfere with like what the... The bakers are doing. Yeah. And they see something that they're doing wrong, they'll just kind of look at them. But in this instance, Paul directly told her that needs more water, which I don't really see that often. Right. I was surprised by this as well. Yeah. During judging, <laughs> they said that her smurger starter looks really cool. It looks very 60s. And Prue's like, I like it because that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> they said the beet roof, the macro are lovely. However, the bread was a little bit too dry, but overall, well done. 
I guess Carol kind of saved herself with her smorgasbord, though. Yeah. Kind of rough, though. A little bit of rough, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Dawn. She's making chicken Slovaki smorgasbord. Thank you for making me saying that, Dawn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right off the bat, we learn she's using an ancient type of wheat that her friend's son grows. Hmm. <laughs> what? I mean, why not? Is this, I mean, okay. <laughs> Obviously, this must be something you can't get at Costco, right? Like, no. <laughs> all right. Anyway, it was inspired by her holiday to Greece. Her nutty whole wheat bread will be stuffed with olives and feta and sandwiched. <laughs> With pulled chicken Slovaki and tzatziki. Mm-hmm. Paul then asks if she's got coriander and sesame seed in it. And she says no. And the reason is because Dawn doesn't like it. And she's only using the flavors that she likes. At yeah. this point, Paul says, just like he helped Carol. Well, I do like coriander <laughs> and sesame seed. Put it in there. He's interfering again. All right. He didn't say that. <laughs> but when you hear him ask those questions it's pretty much you should put that in there right yeah all right anyway during judging prue says that it looks really lovely it's a very simple design and it was it was one of the less ornate ones but i thought it looked pretty good yeah she hopes it tastes as nice as it looks then when they ate it she said she thinks the bread is good but some of the bread slices are just too thick Hmm. so paul says she's missing the dried mints sesame seed and coriander hmm Hmm. (laughs) I told you. <laughs> All of the key flavors that Greece is known for, basically. Yeah. So he says it's about identifying the flavors. Also, he comments on the bread as well. So mm. are you allowed to, you are allowed to change, right? Yeah, you do. You can add those things, except that she might not have had them. That's true. Right? Yeah. Because You're you have to bring to everything before. You have to bring your own ingredients. Yep. So. I mean, if you're bringing the wheat your friend's son made, <laughs> you, pro- you probably could bring a few extra things yeah, just in case. Probably. All right. So next we have James, and James is making the most pandatastic smorgasbord. <laughs> so his smorgasbord is inspired by Chinese uh, pork bao flavors. There's char siu in it, along with pork shoulder, squid ink, which... Uh, Makes a nice marbling pattern yeah, it on really it. Really good. Yeah. Also, there's fresh plum on the top, and the coolest thing he does is he makes like fat little pandas to put all over his smorgasbord there, which looks very cute. They did. He said, uh, "This he likes Chinese pandas. He has a tattoo of one. When they were endangered, and then they were classified into being less endangered, he got the tattoo to celebrate <laughs> their status. One more panda. Yeah." During judging, the judges say that his smorgasbord overall looks a bit wonky, <laughs> but the cl- the pandas are very clever, and I agree they turned out very well. They look very fat, and it's always fun to see a fat panda. <laughs> <laughs> the marbling with the squid ink looks looks very nice. That was cool. The flavor was good. However, when they like kind of ate it, they said the taste is one dimensional, mm. which I guess they're commenting on flavors again. They wanted more than one hero flavor. I don't know. That's contradictory. I know. <laughs> Isn't it, is, it? it is a little like, contradictory. Yeah, I guess they, knew they wanted more complexity. I don't know. Yeah. 
However, at one point, Prue takes one of the pandas and starts to like break him apart. And they say, this is very nice bread because you get these the steam coming out of the panda. <laughs> yeah. Like, that looks very tasty. Yeah. I think James did a good job. He did. He did. All right. Up next is Yanush. He's making a fish and chip shop smorgasbarda. Yeah, man. And it's going for I it. am about this. <laughs> <laughs> so his smorgasbarda will have a fiery curry sauce and it'll be filled with fried cod and mayo, crispy chips and mushy peas. In homage, in homage to his favorite post-pub meal. Prue says it sounds completely mad. And that <laughs> if he can pull it off, she will be so impressed. And we learned that he's making his own mayonnaise. A couple of people made their own mayonnaise. Maxi does too, Maxi, right? Yeah, Maxi yeah. made her own What do you think about mayo? I, I like mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise with a passion. I think it's disgusting. Really? Yeah, dude, I cannot stand mayo. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's too much for me. Wow. Yeah. What did mayo ever do to you? Be disgusting. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I understand people like it. If you lose bake the fantasy bake off, I'm gonna make you something with mayonnaise. No. <laughs> Wait. I'm gonna make you like a cho- don't, don't chocolate. Don't I eclair. lose that to make you something? Oh, is that how it works? Oh yeah. If I... <laughs> There's no situation in, in which I will get mayo. <laughs> <laughs> if I lose, then I have to make you something. Correct. I'm gonna make you a chocolate eclair. No, I get to choose. Filled, with, man- filled with mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so gross. <laughs> but you won't know. You'll think it. It's creamy custard. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> we alluded to earlier that Yanush was, his presentation was really good, right? His pizza had the red gingham. And in yeah. this case, because you know how they served chips, fish and chips in newspaper, his boyfriend designed a newspaper print for him and it had no on it. Yeah, it looked cool. It was cool. All right. During judging, Prue said that, to be honest, she thinks the idea of fish and chips in a sandwich is disgusting, just like mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> so very strong opinions here between right. me and Prue. But then it says it looks really beautiful, very clever. She says she has to eat her words and this <laughs> smorgasbord. Yeah. It is delicious. Paul said that the bread is lovely, really light. He gets the fish and chips all the way down, including the mushy peas and the curry sauce on the outside. It's ingenious. Mm. So... Yanush's risks are paying off here. Yeah. I mean, he's taking risks and they're working out. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have Kevin. Kevin is a, making a smorgasbord titled, I've started so often-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it contains uh, baked salmon and haddock fillets. It also c- contains a lot of uh, cucumber. And he also makes like a cucumber fisherman. Yes. It has like a little pole and there's like a little, uh, it looks like a goldfish, a goldfish cracker. Is that what it was at the end? It looked like the fisherman had a little goldfish cracker on the pole. Could have been. It was cool. (laughs) It was cool looking. Yeah. How, although like. Until it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) So the thing with like cucumber is that if you leave it out sitting for like just like 15 minutes or so, it will start to wilt very quickly. Also, he had asparagus. Was it asparagus? Yeah. And those were wilty looking also. Those were wilty looking too. Yeah. So definitely a wilting problem with his smorgasbord. He said this is based on his wife's favorite fish pie recipe. So I was like, it kind of makes sense that these flavors would work in a pie, but I don't know if it would work in like a cake that you're leaving out. During mm-hmm. judging, they say the fisherman is crazy and clever. However, some of the veggies have wilted, like we said. Overall, the flavors are good when they bite into it. 
the bread is slightly overbaked and dry, but mostly they're impressed with the the fisherman. So that fisherman kind of really saved them here. It's <laughs> eye catching, you know. That was a re- like required element. Yeah. All right. Up next is Maxi. She's making a curvy seafood smorgasbord. So she's making it with a plain white and seeded wholemeal loaf based on a classic seafood smorgasbord she remembers from her childhood. So she was actually born in Sweden, so she thought she should stick to the traditional. And again, we hear that she feels the extra pressure because yeah. everyone expects her to make a masterpiece. During her bake, her oven was not preheating, mm-hmm. and so that was an issue for her. And then again, we learned that she was making her own mayonnaise for the first time. Yeah, disgusting. And then I could... <laughs> We're going to make you eat your words <laughs> and the mayonnaise. <laughs> and then I couldn't quite figure out why it was called curvy. And then I realized that it was like a round cake. And then she just she cut it in half and kind of slid half, half of it down. So it made like an S shape. I think yep. that's why it was called curvy. Right? Yep. Okay. So during judging, Prue said that it's certainly colorful. She thinks it's a little messy on the top. But she says, congratulations for trying two breads. It's a lovely idea. Paul says that he thinks the three fillings are delicious. It's well seasoned and balanced, and they actually all go together quite nicely. And the seeded one is a little bit too heavy. However, the white bread is lovely. Mm. So a little bit of a mixed bag, but overall pretty good. Yeah. All right, next we have Sandro. Sandro's making it the ultimate <laughs> smorgasbord. He loves barbecue. So in a smorgasbord, there's pulled beef brisket, as well as barbecue sloppy joe. <laughs> This this could be my wedding smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. There's also bacon and maple syrup cream cheese. This thing looked meaty. Like, this uh, thing looked filled with protein. Yeah. Out of all of these, this would be my wedding smorgasbord. <laughs> Sandro says, you know, when you go to a festival and you get tipsy and you want a burger, I want to channel that type of energy <laughs> to my smorgasbord. <laughs> and then Paul's like, I get barbecue vibes from you. And then Sandra says, well, I'm a Brazilian and I am a meat person. I was like, Sandra, we're all made out of meat. But maybe he meant something else. Hmm. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet mayonnaise grosses you out. <laughs> <laughs> During judging, I mean, they said that <laughs> Smorgasbord kind of leans a little bit to the side. But I'm like, it's like three tiers. It's, <laughs> you, it's huge. It's a 3D Smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah. They say, Remember that leaning? They had a leaning. Yeah. He should have just call it the leaning ultimate smorgasbord. Yeah. And then they would be like, oh, you did it very well. The leaning tower of smorgasbord. That's what you should have done, Sandro. Yeah. Handshake. He <laughs> would have gotten it. They said the bread is beautiful when they actually bite into it. However, they can't really identify the different meats in there. They, they kind of all taste together because the barbecue is very strong. I'm like, I mean, that sounds delicious to me. Yeah, I'm still here for it. Put some <laughs> cheese on it. <laughs> yeah. They say overall, very delicious. So uh, Sandra did a good job here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Up next is Shabira. She's making Nasi Lemek smorgasbord. I probably butchered that. I do though. love Nasi Lemek. If you're in Thailand, there's a lot of Nasi Lemek dishes. And oh, okay. I said it closely. Great. Yeah. Okay. It's going to include another Malaysian specialty. It'll have roasted chicken and a spicy samba paste. Yeah, man. Samba sauce. Samba paste, right? <laughs> Sandwiched between layers of seeded bread. It's going to have a coconut ginger mousse decorated with cucumber on the outside. 
And the judges love that she sticks to her roots. Yep. So we'll see how this goes. Prue says it looks absolutely astonishing. It's beautifully constructed. It's really original. It's wonderful. There's a terrific design. It was really nice. It had yeah. like these orange flowers on the top and then these black and white little balls on sitting on like cucumber towers. It was cool. Yeah. She said that really good flavors and it's unusual. It's lovely. Paul said the chicken in particular is delicious. It's really good. The lightness of the cucumber adds to that and it balances everything out. So high praise. Yeah. Um, she's she's one of the most flavorful bakers. I yeah. think whenever she bakes in the tent, it just smells up the whole tent. <laughs> it's going to be interesting next week. And just Mexico week. Yeah. Because. I don't like, I think she'll be good with like spices and seasonings. True, but she won't be able to necessarily stick to... Like Malaysian flavors. Right. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, it yeah. will be interesting. And that is all the bakers we hear from some of the bakers after the showstopper. Don says, bread week was an embarrassment. I feel bottom of pile. Poor Don. Yanush says, I took a risk and they liked the fish and chips. Yanush, you definitely took a risk. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says, my redeeming future or feature was my cucumber man. I'm pinning all hopes on my cucumber man, <laughs> cucumber fisherman. We then get a judges roundtable. They agree that the showstopper is difficult to judge because they were also exceptional. Besides a few, they say in line for Star Baker are Yanush and Shabira. They say Yanush's uh, cake was very good, and then Prue says, but Shabira's was even better. They also say Sandro is in line for Star Baker. His pizza and bread were both exceptional. And then they. Bottom of the pile. They talk about bottom of the pile. They say that Carol saved herself. However, Paul still thinks she's at the bottom. They also say Don and Kevin are in trouble. So yeah, at the bottom we have Carol, Don, and Kevin. Hmm. So then we get two results. So they announced Star Baker, and I was hoping it would be Shabira, because you know she did very well, and I like all, I like her as a baker. You picked Yanush. but I picked Yanush, and it is Yanush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think they had to give it to Yanush. He won the technical, first mm. place in technical. Mm. And he did very well with the showstopper. Yeah. I think at the end, they alluded that Shabiro, they thought she had a better showstopper. But she got fifth place in the technical, which mm. uh, is kind of bottom half of technical. So maybe that's what caused it's them really to give it. really top half if you add Abdul and Red. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then they play some sad music. And they're like... Well, we have to announce someone to go home. And then they pause for like 10 minutes, making the baker sweat. <laughs> and then suddenly the music lifts. And Matt says, well, this week, nobody's going home. That the judges felt, given the quality and the fact that Rebs and Abdul were absent, everyone deserves a chance to bake again. You guys just all wasted two days of your life that you would never get back. And the viewers all lost an hour. They didn't say that. Wow. I don't think that's true. Harsh. I'm just, just kidding. No, I think you do feel that way. No, we're going to move no, into okay. next week with the same standings, the same bakers that we did the last week or this week. So it does feel a little bit inconsequential, but I mean. But the stakes could be higher because what if they send two people home? Prue did say that at one point during the next couple episodes, we're going to have to send two people home. Mm -hmm. So I guess it is a little consequential, but. Everybody gets to bake again next week. We hear from some of the bakers. 
Don says, I dodged the bullet. And then she pulled a Matrix move like Keanu Reeves just bending backwards. No, she didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) What show are we watching? (laughs) The Matrix Big Cough. (laughs) Kevin says, I'm so relieved. Carol says, I just want to sleep, but I will practice. And then Paul says, Yanush is one to watch. And I will agree. Yanush is one to watch. I think it's his to lose. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like a Jurgen situation. Who actually lost? You're going to make it to the final. Anyway, Prue says sooner James or later. James is coming. James is coming. <laughs> James is coming. Prue says sooner or later we have to send two bakers home, which will raise the stakes. That makes this episode matter. I shouldn't say that. But that's the implication. So, what happens next week if they send home two people and neither one of those people is Abdul nor Rebs? Would they feel cheated? Would you? Well, I don't know because everybody got through to next week. If I were Don, Kevin, or Carol, I wouldn't feel cheated because I was like, I could have gone home this week, <laughs> you know? Right. You get another chance. Yeah. But it's... if you're Yanush or Shabira, you had been like, those two should have gone home. That improves <laughs> my chances of winning. And then, like, Don, Kevin, or Carol end up like taking them out and making it to the quarterfinals or something. Yeah. That would be interesting. Let's reflect on this in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Next week is Mexico week, <laughs> which uh, we're, we're looking forward to very much. Yes. Yes. Shall we get into our segments? Let's. All right. What was the funniest moment of the episode for you? I I had a couple. Okay. I just want to, I have to give a shout out to Matt because I feel like he's really hit his stride. I think we've been he's tough, we've he's been tough on him in the past. Well, the I first think... season that he, he showed up on Bake Off, we really missed Sandy. Yeah. I think we were tough on him, but that, now he's really funny. Yeah, he is completely. I mean, when he did the mathematical time call, and then I think he also did Schmork and Mindy. That was, <laughs> that was really good, right? Yeah. Uh, but my funniest thing, well, I have two. One of them was when Carol was putting up her technical dish, and she just literally said, I hate technicals. Yeah. <laughs> Cracking me up. And then remember when James was doing his pandas and it lost an ear? Yeah. And then Noah asked if anyone has seen one of James' ears, <laughs> and then Yanush was like, it's in my pocket. <laughs> so I think that was my funniest yeah. How about for you? I think uh, Shabira and Noel talking about Paul's Wii. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they seem to enjoy it very much. So. Yeah, that was good. The interactions between Noel and Shabira are playing out very well. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite bake? Oh, there's so much to choose from this episode. I'm, I'm just going to say I would want to try all of the smarter starters. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I just have never seen anything quite like that, and it's a good alternative to cake. Yeah, I want to try Yanusha's. That would be my favorite bake of this episode. I want to try that fish and chips margarita. Yeah. Hold the mayo, but give me the fish and chips. Let okay. me eat it. Nom, nom, nom. Yum, nom, nom, nom. If I had to pick one, it'd probably be Sandro's. Sandro's. Sandro's, yeah. The barbecue. <laughs> yeah. The barbecue ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Smorgasharta. Sounded good. All right. All right. Fantasy update. Fantasy update. Again, Team Q is <laughs> Will, Maxi, Abdul, Mason, Don, and Yanush. Yanush. So, <laughs> what is saving Team Q is that you've won all of the Star Bakers and have received all of the handshakes, even though you are down <laughs> technically two people, although right. it was three. So, your current score is 118. Yep. Team M is Sandro, James, Rebs, Kevin, Carol, Shabira. Technically all still in the game, <laughs> but cannot win. 
<laughs> cannot win a showstopper or but, cannot win a star baker and cannot get a handshake. Although but, Sandro I mean, they're so slowly close. getting points and technicals. Right, right. <laughs> like one and two points. Carol and, Carol and Kevin. <laughs> so I have 102. So it's 118, 102. Team Q is still technically down two people. It kind of worked out because one, each one of us had one sick person, one yeah. person on the injured reserve That's this true. week. So that was more fair. The night sky is empty because the star pickers are all on my team. <laughs> <laughs> For now. For now. I'm hoping two of your people go home next week. Wait, Oof. so do we need to pick one star baker and two people to go home next week? Oh, I don't know. That's too hard. Okay. It's just too sexy one. All right. Although, although last week, we both cho I chose reps to go home. Right. And you chose Abdul. Right. And technically, they were at home. Right. <laughs> so right. We were both correct. And you did choose Yanush to win Star Baker, and he did. I chose Rebs, and that could have happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that could, was impossible. That could have happened <laughs> if she was there. I really wanted Shabir to win, though. Maybe another week. Okay, so next week, let's just pick one and one. Yep. Who is Star Baker? Who goes home? Star Baker next week. Hmm. Cannot choose Yanush. It's Mexi Mexican week. Second week. I'm a big Sandra. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think I he's going to do well too, with yeah. like, the flavors. I was going to pick him also. Okay, who's going home? Hmm. I think Carol's had a oh, lot of trouble. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> I was going to pick Carol. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You should, you should go first next time. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I was going to pick those two Sandra people. Sandra I was. Okay. Okay. You can still pick them. No. Okay. No. Rebs and Abdul. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm going to switch it. <laughs> Abdul is going to be Star Baker. Reb, no, I can't have... Rebs is like the best person I have. Well, I think it's technically Sandro, but yeah, only Sandra's because Rebs... Wasn't here because she won the technical last week, right? Yeah, so true. she was on a roll. She almost went home that week, though. True, <laughs> true. Okay, okay, okay. So, ooh, this is tough. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say Shabira wins. Oh, that was my one of my considerations that she would be starbaker. And then I'm gonna go with. Don. Okay. All right. I'm trying to pick people that are winning on my team and going home on yours, which is hard to do because you don't have that many people on your team anymore. But they're, <laughs> but they're all, all winners. But they're, they're all, all winners. I know. <laughs> all killer, no filler. <laughs> I know. I know. This is it. It makes it more intense for me, especially like because I'm really wanting like Sandro to get a handshake because that's yeah. five points for me. I'm like, come he on. He was like talking about it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this is adding a, an extra element. Of stress, <laughs> no, of excitement for yeah. me. All right, that All is right. our episode for this week. Yes, yes. Um, even though I might have said this episode is inconsequential, I think it really I mean, interesting thing happened. Interesting things happened. Yeah. And ultimately, I want to say that you listeners are consequential to us, the Quick Mix Podcast. <laughs> yes. So, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. Um, we would appreciate it. We would. 
And if you want to reach out to us, reach out to us on Instagram at Quick Mix Podcasts. But until next week, have a good week and bye. Thanks for listening.